One of my friends texted me the other day and really needed to talk, uh, really needed my time and my advice. And um, she doesn't have kids and, uh, and you know, a single. And she said, well, what are you doing right now? And I said, I'm playing Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> of course, right? <laughs> You're going to be playing with something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't realize how much... Uh, before a parent, you know, being a parent, I didn't realize how much time was going to go into just being down on the floor playing make-believe. You you have to get used to playing all sorts of stuff. You know, you used to play to act act playing, but now you got to get used to playing with toys. Oh yeah, no, I'm really good at playing make-believe uh, in my business, but now I am back to playing with toys. Mama, welcome parents to raising amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising, Raising Amazing. Dada. <laughs> so what is Nico playing with these days? Eli's really into the, the ball, kicking the ball around. He loves mm. uh, the anything with wheels now, so like cars and trucks and trains and all that stuff isn't that interesting i feel like they just come out liking what they like you know like mm -hmm. nico is obsessed with anything with wheels cars trucks skateboards airplanes doesn't matter and if he had a wheel he was obsessed and he still is and we didn't push that on him it's just like what he likes mm -hmm. it's interesting so now we're into hot wheels and my friend just gave us a giant case of like we had like 50 of them somehow, just collected mm -hmm. them from friends and family. And now we have 50 more. We have 100 Hot Wheels. And, and now, you, have you started stepping on them yet? That's yes. good. The Legos and the, the cars, that's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's awful. <laughs> I, I always remember seeing the, you know, like the, I don't know, cartoons or whatever, like the dads or moms like stepping on a Lego, you know, or even just in, in the videos online or whatever. And I mean, I always got it because it made sense. But like, you really get it because you can be as clean as you want. But... You can clean everything up in their room, and then like three minutes later, it's stuff's everywhere. It's you miss one little Lego, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's over. It's a um, swear words, all the things. <laughs> start flying. It hurts, man. It hurts. It does. You step on some of those things. Like a lot of the, it's the way you just got to get soft toys because you just assume you're gonna step on them, and then it doesn't hurt as much. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're beyond the soft toy toy part, um, but it is really interesting. I feel like a lot of parents feel guilty if they don't like to play like there are a lot of parents that are just like this is not what I want to do I don't want to be on the floor playing with my kid all day and there's a lot of guilt around that and and you're but, tired too are you like if you worked all day and then you come home and see your right. kid if, if they were you know let's say at school or daycare or with a nanny or whatever you know the situation might be or you might be home as well but you know let's say you're, you're coming home and you know you're tired you just had a full day of work and and then you know your kid wants your attention and, and they want to play, and you're like, I, I don't want to play with cars, but you know that's part of parenting, right? That's a big, big. It is part of parenting, <laughs> and I do feel like you know it, this part is gonna go fast. It feels mm -hmm. like it's forever when you're down building some Lego tower, but it, this part is gonna go fast. You're not gonna need to play with Legos when they're 16. You might if they become a master Lego builder. You never know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> De depending. But I do think there's a lot of guilt in it, and there's a lot of different, like, everybody has different parenting views and ways of parenting when it comes to play. Um, we, I try not to deny him when he asks me to play because I just feel mom guilt. Like, mm -hmm. it's hard to say no. 
so uh, that's what we're doing. We're down on the floor playing. And I think that's good for them. I mean, you know, there are certain times where you have to do what you need to do. You got to go to the bathroom. You got to make food, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a kid's activity for the most part should be playing. That's what they do really all day, except when they're sleeping or yelling or peeing or pooping. So, you know, <laughs> that's what we have to do, right? I mean, the alternative is to plop them in front of a TV, right? And, and right. that's not what we're supposed to be doing. You know, it's fine in the short term. And, you know, if you need to do it mm-hmm. when you need to do it. But, for the most part they should be playing and you need to be playing with them they don't you know they have their imagination and and it's good to give them some alone time but a lot of the time i think you know really when you can it's very beneficial for them to be playing together and then you know what do they want they want your attention they want mom or dad to be there um and and they feel connected and yeah they feel connected they have less tantrums less meltdowns and they're also doing stuff so they don't have time to think about tantruming as much right right (laughs) Well, this interview, when we talked about doing uh, this episode on play, there was only one person that I wanted on, and I'm so excited for everybody to hear this interview. We have um, Joe Nieves and his wife, Mary, who was on Stuck in the Middle with me. Joe played my TV husband. We talk about that uh, here in a minute, but um, they were great. They were so great, and I honestly genuinely learned a lot like after we did this interview I I was even more committed to getting down on the floor and 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 playing with Nico after hearing the the time and energy and how devoted they are to doing it because I've seen their kids I've watched them parent and you know they're they're model parents and you want to follow the model parents, right? You want to yeah. see who, who, whose kids to turn out the way you want your kids to turn out. And right. What are they doing? <laughs> right. right. All le- learning from each other here. Exactly. Okay, let's get into the interview. You guys, I am so excited for today's guest. We have Joe Nieves and his wife, Mary, with us. You know Joe from my TV husband from Disney Channel <laughs> Stuck in the Middle. Um, it's really funny, too. You know, we ask everybody to send us a bio on themselves. And <laughs> I know Joe's work. So, you know, I, I, I like I could write his own bio, probably. And um, I, I read the, the email back and his, in the bio line, it says, Joe and Mary are exhausted. <laughs> and I just, Who isn't? <laughs> I just cracked up. But you guys, Joe Nieves, you know him. He's an actor. You know him from How I Met Your Mother, Daybreak, The Mentalist, 24, Southland, and, of course, my TV husband and everybody's favorite TV dad from Stuck in the Middle. Um, he also has a feature film coming out called Captain Tsunami's Army and a short film, which is in the festival circuit, called Eight Count. And Mary, his beautiful wife, Mary, is a devoted mother, an actor, and also used to be a teacher. So she knows kids. And she's the creator of YouTube comedy series Positive Parenting with Emily Swenson. And it is so funny. You're so good. Like... Anyway, I, every every mama needs to watch this. Thank you guys for being here. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. And her character is only a little bit of an exaggeration of, of who she is in real life. <laughs> um, I'm really happy to, uh, that you guys are here. So we're talking about play today. And it's it had to be yeah. you guys. It had to be the two of you. Because I have this memory. It was lunchtime on the set of Stuck in the Middle. And Joe and I were having lunch, and he said, God, 
I feel so bad for Mary. It's so much easier to come to work for 14 hours a day than it is to be home with two kids. Did you have two under two at the time we were shooting the show? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they're two months apart. Yep. Yeah, um, than to be home with two under two. It's it's, it's really hard. And I said, what do you mean? Because I'm an idiot. I was an idiot because I didn't have a kid. Now I know. Um, And he was like, well, we actually play with our kids. And I'll never forget, like, the way you said it. And I downloaded it. And and so when we, Dr. Gator and I were talking about doing the, an episode on play, it, it had to be you. Because I know you play with your kids. And I know you put a lot of time and energy and creativity into creating cool experiences for your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, friend, I want to preface this with this is my first podcast with my wife. And we both like to talk a lot. So I think <laughs> we're both being careful about speaking because we don't want to speak over each other. Just so do it. Go for it. Just go for it. Give me a go ahead, Joe. I'll take it from here. Yeah. So we want yeah, we want to hear more from couples. So you know, uh, I think people love to hear from couples. So go ahead, speak over each other, fight, do whatever you want to do. Right, right. <laughs> so, I'm just kidding. So it was. It, it is. I, I do make it a point, and I know Mary. I learned it from Mary actually, um, because I think I think your mom did she pay play with you. Listen, I have vivid memories of when I was young, like three, four years old, and my favorite thing to play was people. I had like Sesame Street characters, and I would just ask my mom all the time, like, play people with me, play people Aww. with me. And, you know, um, as for a parent, it's sweet, but it's also really exhausting. Yeah. But there's never a time where our kids um, – it, we they could we could say to them you want to want to play people and pretend and they'll drop everything they're doing that's like their favorite thing to do oh, wow. so I just carried that with me and you know when we had kids we would just you know be the characters and play people and create scenarios and stories and um, one of us one of us is down on the floor <laughs> playing with the kid pretty much twenty four seven. Um, and like mm-hmm. Rocco right now, Rocco gets obsessed. He was obsessed with Pokemon. Then he was obsessed with minions. He, in, in school, people know him as the minion guy. Oh. <laughs> Everything he has is minions. He's obsessed with minions. He talked talked about minions. Now he's moved on. They both have actually. He moved, he's moved on to Teen Titans Go. Is oh. his new thing. Yeah, I don't know that cool. one. You don't know that one? No, I was fun. Ninja. I was Ninja Turtles. That was me back in the day. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Teen Titans Go, it's actually, it's a good one because it's funny for adults as well. Uh, I compared it to like Animaniacs when I was younger. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a kind of humor that adults get as well. Um, and they're super cute. And now he just wants to play Teen Titans Go. So we sit on the floor and it's it's like an hour of just pretending to be these superheroes and making him laugh. Yeah. And he loves watching and he'll he'll chime in as, as a character and he builds the sets. He gets, the, the best part about it is the imagination that goes into preparing to play. Like he builds what they're gonna be in. Like they this did is that. Be the situation. And you know what? As a parent, that buys you some time. Yeah. Because yesterday they wanted to play people with me, and I had to like start making dinner. And I go, "You guys set up. You guys set up." And they're like, "Okay." And I got all these like playhouses out and started setting up the whole town, and and that really bought me like 30, yeah. 30 minutes. But um, <laughs> strategy. You need those thirty minutes. Strategy. You need it. I'll take it. But um, yeah. you know. Like I said, it, it can be exhausting, but I think that kind of play that that might not come, you know, Joe and I, we're obviously actors, so that kind of play yes. comes naturally to us, like the voices and the silly the silliness and then creating the story. 
Like in mm-hmm. Teen Titans Go, Robin is always the butt of the jokes and he's always kind of left out. So we kind of, uh, you know, carry over those scenarios into our creative play. Like the other day we had... I the writer's in- room should call you and be like, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> like what do you got for us? <laughs> I know it really is like that. And, you know, as you know, we, I always kind of liken it to UCB, you know, creating, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's improv. It's like, yes. And it's creating situations yes, and, you know, we yell at them. We're like, no, yes. And Rocco, you know, <laughs> yes, and because sometimes I'll be like, oh, uh, I, I just brought a toothbrush. He's like, no, you didn't. Don't do that. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not really carrying the game. But, uh. So for all the for all the parents out there that don't know what yes and is, for any of you people that aren't. Uh, I, I, um, I don't know what it is. Right, because you're a doctor. <laughs> you know so many more things than we do. But um, So this is the only thing that we know that you don't. Um, so yes and is a an improv technique where if you're improv and you don't know what the person is going to do and they do something, or say something and you say, no, it's not like that. You're denying them. And then you have no, you have, there's nowhere to go. It just ends the, uh. the skit. So yes. And is acceptance. And then you keep going. I love that you're teaching your kids this. I'm totally, <laughs> yeah, I haven't done this with Nico yet, but it's totally going to happen. And we created a situation where there was like a King beanie baby and all the people lined up in a row and they were asking the King for, for, to grant them wishes or and the king was being very receptive to their requests and then robin was at the very end of the line from teen titans and when he finally got to the king he was going to ask something very simple and the joke was that the king was going to say no and then you know our kids roll on the floor laughing and this is just that silly kind of creative play that we carry over from it, it yeah. and as silly as it is, it, it in my head it's it's just been ingrained as, as being so important and no matter how long my day was or, or how exhausted Mary is, if they ask to play, 95% of the time I'm going to say yes because I always think in, in five years, and 10 years, they're not going to ask me to play anymore. No. Probably probably not. And you know what? <laughs> it's course. okay yeah, to let your kids play without you. Of, because, of course. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, okay, but it's preferred. Our, ki- you know, our kids have a lot of fun with us and we have a lot of fun with them too. And you know, it's something so, like Joe said, they're only going to be this young once. And it's something so precious that they're going to cherish forever. And, you know, I, I think when you're so close to your kids and, and playing with them all the time, I, I think that it just builds a really special kind of relationship. Um, you know, not only is that type of imaginative play conducive to their imagination and, but also their vocabulary mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just also building just like a, trusting relationship with their and a loving relationship with with their parents and do we always want to play with our kids like no <laughs> we're tired yeah. and you know, joe will come home from a long day of work and it's true like i think we just have we both make an effort if our kids want to play with us like you know we we at least carve out the time to to do that with them and it's so important develop, developmentally. Too. Like, de- yeah, de- developmentally, it's very important for you know self-esteem, motivation, social skills, empathy, all of these things. Where your imagination, you're learning these things through play. Uh, and I, I don't think people realize how often we actually get asked about play at the office. But we do. Parents are very. Uh, I think stressed about that they're not playing with their kids enough, that they're mm-hmm. not playing with their kids correctly. What should I be doing? Is that ever is that a stress that you guys ever feel like, oh, you know, we're not we're not playing with them enough. We need to be doing more. We need to be doing this. Oh, they're now five. We need to be doing this new activity. Like, well, where, where? How has that changed over the years for you guys? Well, you know, there is 
you know, not just mom guilt, but parent guilt. I feel like, you know, we could be very hard on ourselves. Absolutely. I think, you know, while it is important to play with them, we do need to give ourselves a break. However, you know, um, you know, our kids come first. You know what I mean? Like mommy time, me time is important, but I think we're both really good at knowing that like no matter how tired we are, if they want to play with us, there has to be a compromise and we have to give that to them. Um, and you know, some type of play, the imaginative play can be really exhausting. Um, so once in a while, you know, I'll be like, can we play a game? You know, can we do something else instead? Like, or can draw, we, can or, we yeah. draw, you know, we love playing games with them. Uh, we love playing dodgeball with them in the backyard. Hit the, take my side, hit the baseball. And again, I also want to say, cause I feel like we're, we're, we seem like we, we just, we, they all, they're also very social with other children. I don't know if that, I don't know if maybe you could help us with that doctor. I don't know if it's because we do that, that they are, or if that's just how they are. But I think, I think because we talk so much to them, we play so much with them, that helps them play with other children. I think. I, I, I think so. Super social kids to, as well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably a mixture of both. I mean, there's probably some genetics involved in it being important to you guys and it's important to them, but also it's like, in training it's like if you're practicing at home play then you know how to play with other kids you know how to play out in the world so probably both yeah uh, you know i agree with you mary when you're talking about your own childhood i have memories of my brother and i so excited sitting at the kitchen table wait when you know my mom and dad would say like okay we're gonna play a game tonight i mean we couldn't like Aww. you know i remember like our game closet and what yeah. we were gonna pick out and setting up clue or uno yeah. or Candyland <laughs> or like whatever it is we were gonna play and like those memories are what what do we remember from day to day from childhood not really much but i remember those game nights and um and i also want to give that uh to my child and I am already he's only two but I I can't deny him don't deny right um when he comes up and his whole sends you know hands me a hot wheel and says mama play I'm like okay yep. down on the floor <laughs> with the hot wheels and you know that age Serena like to me like the infancy age even to age two is the toughest like that is just that is really hard um the age that our kids are now five and seven we're having so much fun with them right now. Yeah. You know, like the games that we can play with them uh, and, and just like their, their sense of humor has developed when we do imaginative play. Um, so fun. Know, there's something about Mary the other day. They love, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, you but both are so funny, so it doesn't surprise me. I finally get to me. share Pee-wee's big adventure with them and that was like, <laughs> a high, that was a highlight for me. That's so it's fun. just like those things like, that you look forward so much to. I mean, that's why we have kids, right? Because right. to share in those memories with them and 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 do those fun those fun things with them that we remember, and it just gets better and better. I feel like. Okay, Serena, I have a question. Is, for... is, wait, I was gonna say, Serena, is there a movie yeah. that you're saving? You can't wait to. Uh, can't wait oh, to show. Oh, so many. Well, <laughs> I mean, The Princess Bride. Yes. Um, um, the other day, Mike was like, "Let's just put it on." I was like, "Are you kidding me? No!" I'm like, "There's kissing and there's the R U O S S S or whatever the rodents of rodents of unusual size." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? No way!" Um, he's super. He, uh, Nico came out of the womb obsessed with Star Wars. He he walks all over the house saying. Da, 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 and so Mike's like, let's can I put on Star Wars? I'm like, no, not we're not there yet. He's too. <laughs> Calm down. But Mary, I have a question for you. Because I've seen your house and it's you're and you're you're so creative. You're just really I've seen your house decorated for I don't even remember what holiday it was, but it, you're really good at that. 
It was it was Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am I can write and act and like sing and do all of those things all day and night. But cr- anything crafty, anything that involves like glue and glitter <laughs> or like pipe cleaners or yeah. like anything like that like I get like I have like an anxiety attack and I'm so not looking forward to so I just want to ask you how much of your play involves glue and crafts and do I have to do that or can that just be saved for school yeah. <laughs> and how and how often do you have to repaint the walls I know right? <laughs> oh my gosh, those are really good questions you know like we have crafts we have and stuff like that Addie's really into it Pinterest okay. is a lifesaver if you're ever looking for something simple. No, I can't even get on Pinterest. That's oh, how bad boy. I am. Oh, okay. All right. It stresses me out. Okay. <laughs> but everybody has their strong suits. Like, yeah. I'm not a huge crafty person either. Okay. You know, I think there's no right or wrong to anything that you do. You know, like, and that kind of sparks creativity too. Sometimes things are too well planned out and you can just give them a pile of papers. And I mean, we save egg cartons. We save like the rolls of the, um, you know, the paper towel rolls. We save things that we find. A, a great thing that we did with Addie recently is um, for her birthday, she wanted a fairy birthday. Okay. So, um, you know, we found stuff at the dollar store, like those tiny little wooden bird houses and like little gems. And the dollar store even had little glass bottles and then like tiny little ones and glitter. and. We got Tupperwares, filled them with sand, and we did fairy gardens. Um, you know, you just lay all so creative and, and cute. And do it. Especially when, you know, as a teacher too, you see, you, you kind of, you want them to learn on their own and be creative. So you kind of just hand them the stuff and see what they create. And that's the fun part about it too. It doesn't have to be like planned out or super special or anything. That's you know, so cool. That is cool. That, uh, no, I love, I love it. I mean, there's, there's so many, uh, really cool unique ideas that you can have but you don't need to really think anything through you can use anything and most kids love the wrapping of the present more than the present for the first few years anyway so you don't really need to think that hard <laughs> which we is have cool. a huge box outside right now that we got from overstock and we just handed it to him and Addie... she, she used it for weeks as where she would do her homework <laughs> She mm-hmm. decorated the outside of it. She sat inside the box with her, <laughs> her books and does her homework inside the box. That's so cute. <laughs> no, it's so cute, you know? So, like, and that's what she thought of it on her own, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, she just did that on her She wrote math problems on the wall of the box. Wow, what a creative. You could sell that. You could sell that box on Amazon. No, but like oh, a, like a special, like, here, like a right homework here. fort. Like, that's really to make homework. learning fun. Would you say, doctor? Sorry. I said it's, it's patented here. It's theirs. That's right. No, nobody can have it. So <laughs> you, you guys it. are going to talk over each other, and then I get so excited, and I get to talk over the doctor. Which I can't do that. No, it's, it's, well, play is just so important. I mean, even psychologists, right? They use play as therapy. It helps for all kinds of behavioral issues. And if you haven't been uh, through therapy with kids yet, then you might even realize that's true. But that's what they use in therapy that's how they get kids to open up that's how they get kids to talk and i'm curious have you guys learned anything from your kids through play any funny stories crazy stories that you never thought would come they were kind of playing with something and then they were like you know started blurting out stuff that you never would imagine because you got them to play and they weren't thinking about it the the most amazing thing to me about it is is just learning stuff about about what they're capable of Mm-hmm. Um, about what they build like sometimes I'm like you built that like that's insane <laughs> it's amazing um, you give them 20 minutes and you come back and it's 
They've done this amazing stuff. Here's a question I do have though. So sometimes I think we we're so concerned with 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 uh, with with what we're talking about. We love playing with them. We think it's so important. And then I think in my head, maybe sometimes they should just sit alone. Yeah. And think. Like I <laughs> be bored for five minutes and be bored for ten minutes. I think that's probably important too. That's something we probably don't do enough of. But did you balance? Like yeah. No. I I think balance is key. I think having some time to yourself is very important for imagination and learning how to play yourself because you guys aren't always going to be around to play with them uh, all the time so it's good that they can you know do the, do that on their own and develop their own you know personal style of play because obviously if we're there then there's like a certain uh part to the play that we're we're adding and and we want them to develop their own sense of self and their own sense of play so i think both i mean you don't want to leave them by themselves all the time it's probably not ideal, but uh, you know, if you're doing a lot of play with them and then sometimes on their own, I, I think that's a good balance. I don't know if there's a specific number. I think it's different for everybody, but but at the end of the day, I think the key is you don't, you want to be a part of their life and yeah. be a yeah. part of their play and be there when they need you and be there as much as you can. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, speaking of being being there for them I'm taking I took this toddler class and I learned so much and a huge piece of it is about connection and realizing that almost anything that goes on with a toddler any sort of meltdown is just this need to connect mm -hmm. and I mean and really that's the same for adults right like all the things that that are wrong with us or that we are potentially in therapy for is probably traced back to some sort of like uh, disconnectedness with our own parents, right? And so I'm, I'm putting this into practice with my two-year-old. It's like when he freaks out, I'm like, he just needs to connect. Like I just need to like get down on the floor with him and mm -hmm. wrestle with him for a second and like flip him over and kiss his tummy and then like everything's fine. Mm -hmm. And so, I, but again, he's only two. So I'm just curious if you've seen this as they grow, you know, this, this do they come have you recognized this as they grow that it, it is really just their way to connect with you yeah I, it's yeah. It, our oldest Addie is she's so laid back and so easygoing though so we rarely run into that with her but with Rocco mm -hmm. Rocco's tough Rocco's a little Rocco doesn't take no very well it's because his name is Rocco like you <laughs> like he's got to be tough right <laughs> it's a tough he's name a little, he's our little sensitive man he's very sensitive yeah he's very sweet like we're watching a movie and if there's a part of the movie where someone's just being unkind to someone like you know how a story usually goes right he he like has to cover he goes I don't like this I don't watch this anymore um <laughs> he, he just is a, he has you know he wears his heart on his sleeve but what was the question again? It was so so the need to connect when they right. when they because he doesn't necessarily throw tantrums, but he he gets so if he does something wrong, he immediately feels guilt and mm. something wrong, something slight, something tiny, mm -hmm. he immediately feels guilt, and that's his version of a tantrum. I think he'll like he'll mm -hmm. get upset with himself and be embarrassed and like walk away. Oh, so, hmm. it's, oh. it's always tricky getting getting him back after that. It's always tricky yeah. without without turning it into. He did that. He did something wrong because he didn't do anything. You know, he didn't do something that bad that that we would treat him that way. But he felt so guilty about it that he had to leave. Oh, he to talk to us anymore because he feels guilty about it. Um, so it's always a little tricky getting him back in with a smiling face. You know. But you know, I do. Th I, you know, and every kid's different. So and, you know, everybody parents differently, and it's all good. But I do think because we 
play with them a lot, we can attribute that to their overall behavior. I feel mm -hmm. like because they don't feel they're being neglected ever and they feel a constant connection with us that they're not, they don't really throw a lot of tantrums and they get along with other kids well, um, you know. Because you're constantly filling their cup yeah. with mm -hmm. and love you know, like, and attention. You know, we have connection. our nighttime routines too. We read to them every night, you know, mm -hmm. we don't miss a night. Um, we usually rotate. Like Joe will read to Rocco, I'll read to Addie, and then the next night we'll switch. And then if one of us Cute. is busy, we all read together in bed. So I Cute. think like those routines too, they give them consistency and comfort. Mm -hmm. um, safety. Yeah, safety. So even mm -hmm. knowing that, hey, we're going to read together every night in bed, like that gives them, you know, something that fills what they need. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, the Cute. science definitely bears that out where the, most of the, the sleep trainers and anybody would say if you, if you build a routine for your kids especially the nighttime it's very helpful for their body to wind down so that's a great tip mm -hmm. it is <laughs> it is i would never i was never <laughs> tell that but it's so important. i got so i got him on such a schedule now <laughs> he's a great sleeper he's so well behaved now. <laughs> <laughs> at seven in the morning and <laughs> well you know i was never a schedule person either and but I was definitely very c clear that I, I, I knew that getting Nico on a sleep schedule and the routine we do the same thing read to him every single night. You guys are as well very routine. What, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're on a routine. And I, what I realized is that creating a routine for him really helped my life. Like I, I love the routine, yeah. especially in like what we do if we're not going to work from nine to five and every day is different. And mm -hmm. sometimes you're, you know, um, it, it's hard to, but, but the routine of parenting has just helped me, uh, be better at yeah, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. I think, um, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about your work. I want to talk about Emily Swenson for a second. <laughs> Tell everybody about her. She's so obnoxious. <laughs> and where like, can we find listen, her? There's only a small part of me in Emily Swenson, but you know, uh, people make fun of me. I'm, I'm a very A-type personality. I'm a structured person, you know, I'm a perfectionist. Um, I, I try to not put that upon my kids. I think I do a good job of that, you know, I, you know, but the character definitely did, was inspired by parts of my personality mm -hmm. and also inspired by parts of, you know, I taught at a private school for many years. So things that I would kind of see or notice or chuckle at, you know, I would take little things from other parents. Mm -hmm. um, and I created this character who's like a major helicopter parent, but yet she's doling out <laughs> advice that no one should be taking. I'm sure Dr. Gator runs into some of those in the office. <laughs> or, or just my own family, just me. <laughs> so yeah, I just decided to create this fun little web series where Emily Swenson is giving advice to parents, but yet she's completely overbearing uh, on her children. Uh, you should not be taking this advice. Some of the episodes where I really wanted my daughter Cricket, played by Addie, and um, Wolfgang is played by Rocco, and they really got a kick. they really got a kick out of playing these characters. What, what's the worst advice you've given so far on it? What, what's the worst advice you've given so far on it? Oh my that we gosh, definitely shouldn't follow. Really tough. Well, I stopped <laughs> the teachers that I really want her to get for kindergarten. Oh my god! And, and accidentally run into her on the walking path to kind of get Cricket into her class because you know academics have to start in kindergarten. Gotta um, get into Harvard at kindergarten. I do her projects for her. 
Um, <laughs> he created a cookie business, but I really created it. The app? What about the app? Oh, the yeah, the Kinder app instead of Tinder. A Kinder oh my god! To, to screen play dates before your kids have the play dates. That's an oh. Genius, um, Mary. It's genius. You know, just little. It, it's all fun. Uh, yeah, those are some. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love. Everybody has to check that out. We're for Addie at, for cricket at night playing Mandarin, so she learns through osmosis how to speak Mandarin. That's so. Where where do you find that? Is it on YouTube or where is it located? Yeah, you can find it on YouTube. Very cool. So funny. <laughs> um, so let's also. I, Joe, um, I miss seeing you every day. Likewise, how crazy. (sighs) I still still toy with the idea of writing the series about uh, behind the scenes on a kid's television show. I think you should. (laughs) I think you should start. (laughs) Far enough away from it now where... uh, it's appropriate. You can do it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, There were, yeah, there were so many, so many things. So, um, but let's talk about your new film coming out and your short film. So it, 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 both of them are written by friends, uh, written and directed, well, written by friends. Uh, one of them is Captain Tsunami Zombies, written by PJ Marino. Um, I know PJ. We yeah. were in Everybody Wants to Be Italian together. Yes. That's right. That's right. And his, and his wife Tessa is in the movie uh, as the female lead. And it's, it's a sweet kind of super imagine, imaginative uh, uh, story about lonely people and how, how they need each other and how a couple lonely people get together and fill needs for each other um it's a really sweet sweet imaginative story um to lose yourself in uh, i look forward to it it should be out later this year and uh and then the first day that the other one is a short film i did that's on the uh, uh the, the festival circuit right now mm-hmm. um it's in garden city right now it's gonna be a bunch more after a uh, garden state i'm sorry garden state new jersey and um it was written and directed by my friend joe basile you know joe basile no no, my friend Joe Basile, another Italian actor. I should. And, uh, <laughs> Don't you all know each other? <laughs> we should. He wrote and directed a movie I was in called The West End, where I played a gangster in New Jersey. Uh, Joe and I are both big bald guys that we used to be in acting class together, and people thought we were the same person, and we remained very <laughs> close. Um, and he directed, wrote and directed the short film about a, about a boxer and his manager called Eight Count. I play the manager. Um, Fun. Super, fun, super fun. It was a really cool part for me to play. He he lets he writes stuff for me because he knows me so well that I like doing. He writes like the bad guy stuff. Uh, so fun stuff. It's more fun to do. Yeah. 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 Um, you, yeah. You can play the bad guy and be the obnoxious bad guy or the Disney dad. That's right. That's range. Right. That's, that's right. a range. <laughs> okay, Joe, Mary. Every episode of Raising Amazing, we take a question from um, a fan or or a parent. So, so this is from Kemp underscore Travis 84 we are answering your question this is for you Joe did you watch the Disney Channel growing up if so what were your favorite shows sorry it's for the two of you did you two watch the Disney Channel growing up if so what were your favorite shows go ahead we didn't have Disney Channel (laughs) I really wanted it (laughs) I'm too old well I love Disney um, but like one of my favorite, I used to like like Herbie the Love Bug was one of my favorite Disney movies. But I'm before all the Disney Channel stuff, so I there was like Mickey Mouse Club and all that though, wasn't yeah, yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so all the animated stuff, all the old movies, I love, but nothing, nothing with Disney Channel though, because I'm an old man. Yeah, I loved all, right. all the Disney movies, like you know, Beauty and I had them all on VHS. All those Disney <laughs> movies. 
Oh, oh man, we if we should... if we save them, they'd be worth so much now. It's crazy. Like, the originals. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, yeah. those were the best. Mm-hmm. We love to end every show by just finding out something that's been amazing about your last year. So can you tell us a little bit more about one thing that's been amazing about your pandemic or just the last year in general? Well, it. I guess the the. It was though the, the the fortunate unfortunate is we got to spend so much time together and get to know each other so much better and I think I think Dave Chappelle yeah it was Dave Chappelle had a joke where it was like during this pandemic you find out if if the people you chose were the right people <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. and if you didn't that kind of sucks because you were together for so all the time and it, you know a lot of a lot of bad stuff happened. But I was fortunate enough to know that I chose the right people to be with. So, yeah, I couldn't, mm. couldn't choose better people. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah, uh, I, I can attest that because my wife is a family law divorce attorney and there at the beginning of the pandemic, she was not working at all because everybody was at <laughs> home and there was nothing to do. And then, and then it exploded and she did has it? no, she had no, oh yes, it did. Your wife <laughs> is- It was just so busy for a while. She couldn't even take on clients yeah. because it was just, you know, everybody that didn't pick maybe their best partner was now stuck with that partner every day in a little room or in their house or wherever they were for months and months and months. And that's it's actually not, really not conducive to it's to actually manage. really sad. And the domestic violence and all of that, 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 that went yeah. on and, um, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So there were, there were definitely some bad sides from, from that angle, but I think people realized, you know, whether they were in the right relationship or not throughout mm-hmm. the last year. And I'll share something. Tiger King. Uh, Tiger yes, please. King. Tiger King. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, I was really, really in the beginning there. You know, I'll share a story that I'll, you know, this this last year has been really hard um, for everybody. But, it, you know, even during those tough times, always remind ourselves how lucky we are because everyone's healthy and we're able to get through this. And there's always people who have it a lot worse off. Um, that doesn't invalidate anybody's feelings being stressed out during this time at all. Um, in the beginning, I was very stressed out. The kids were not in school. There was a lot to juggle. There was uncertainty, you know, and then as a parent, you're just trying to do everything you can just to, you know, shelter your kids from any worry. You don't want them to see you worry. You got to, you know, you got to bottle that up, um, to keep everything normal for them. And in the, towards the beginning when everything was shut down and we didn't know how long it was gonna last and all that, you're just trying to do fun things at home for them. So we were like, you know what? Like, Addy and Rocco, do you wanna have a sleepover in each other's rooms tonight? Cute. We got like the air mattress out and we put it in Rocco's room and they were just so excited. And Rocco just, Rocco and Addy were like hugging each other going to bed that night and they just said, mommy, this is the best night ever. And it was so like, It was so eye-opening because to me inside, I'm like a ball of stress and worry and anxiety. But like, I knew that we were doing our job right Mm -hmm. as parents because they should not have any of those feelings and they, and they were having fun and they love each other. And all, all they, all they need from us is their parents. That's all they need. Mm -hmm. This is such incredible Mm -hmm. advice to I'm soaking all of this in and taking notes and I know many other parents needed to hear that yeah that's really cool that's beautiful amazing amazing yeah thank you guys so much and I miss you thank you we miss miss you you too (laughs) nice meeting you Dr. Gator nice meeting you guys thank you so much for joining us and, and sharing bye guys
That was so great. They are so great. I miss Joe. I know I told them in the interview, <laughs> but I do. I miss, honestly, being on Stuck in the Middle was like, you know, we go to work every day and it was work. We were there for 14 hours a day, but it was play. We we're just cracking <laughs> jokes the whole time. And it's a family, right? It's a work family, but it's a it family. It was a work family. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good time. Um, so miss that and just and love them. And I really am learning from everybody that we have on, but all the things that Mary said, and because she was a teacher too, like she has a lot of great insight to what kids need and, and, um, yeah, like I said before, I'm even more committed to, to playtime, yeah, doing it with them. It's so important to do with them. And it's just, a, you know, maybe it's a simple reminder, but it is a reminder. And you know, I think during you know, the pandemic and everything that's been going on, we just need reminders of some of the basics, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just, just thinking about it because, you know, if you, if you even take a second and take a step back and think about how important play is to your children, then, you know, even in that time when you're really tired or exhausted or just don't want to do it, it's going to help you just get over that hump and get down on the floor and pull out a hot wheel and, you know, hopefully remember to put it away before you step on it. But, <laughs> <laughs> and even if you do, then they'll, one will find its way not in the box or crater. There's or always the hot wheel. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, he's super into Moana. Oh, that's a great can, one. Yeah. Look. And so my mom got him all these like little miniature Moana toys also suck to step on. And um, he's obsessed with Moana. I think he has a crush on her, honestly. And so he just carries around little Moana in one hand and then like a Hot Wheel in the other hand. And, and, and we're playing all over the place. We take him in the car. We play wherever we are. And Trader Joe's, he's, you know, we're, it's constant all day long. But yeah, they, they, do get, they do get into things. I don't know. Yeah. It's like one week it's one thing, one week it's the next. It doesn't make any sense, but you, just, go, you just roll with it. Yeah, <laughs> already. Well, we're rolling with it rolling with this parenting thing. We have a lot to learn from all you parents out there too. So please uh, email us with your questions, email us, and you can send in your stories. We want to hear from you. Uh, you can email us at raisingamazingpodcast at gmail.com and let's just keep playing and keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.